amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Midday Grind, 590 The Fan. Welcome aboard. Calm before the storm. Looking forward to this. Talked about it last hour. Chuck's from Toledo. I would think you get a lot of snow in the wintertime. You Lake effect. Get, get used to it up there. Lake Erie. What would be considered... That's the worst Great Lake. Oh, right. You know what? Lakes. I think you're right, actually. Rank the lakes. Ontario and Lake Michigan are better than here. There's no yes. doubt. Superior it, is ooh, superior. Yeah. I lived right there as well. This is this was our pre-show meeting. We're gonna. I think Lake Michigan's the best, right? How many other five? Correct. Homes, Huron, Ontario, yeah. Michigan, Erie, oh, Superior. Oh, Huron. Forgot about Huron. Yeah. Oh, Erie's the worst. It was on fire, right, in Cleveland? On fire for a while. You had a, the a song, wasn't it? Uh... Cleveland's on fire. The lake's on fire. Yeah. No, that lake was... of fire. Nirvana unplugged. No, who are those guys? Uh, love is on fire. Okay. Sure. Oh, you know, more your age. Recent. Who are those guys? Creed. Uh, no. No. Sex is on Fire is a song by uh, Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon is what I was thinking of. They played out at Riverport slash Hollywood Casino. Did you see them? No. <laughs> I would. No. What happened was they oh. were, and the lead singer got pooped on by a pigeon. Yep. They stopped the show and people were mad. And then, like, a month later, they came back to do a Make Good concert, and they brought him down to the Rams game, and they were in a box, and they cut to him during the game. Like, hey, everybody, Kings of Leon, and everybody booed because they were <laughs> mad. And they're also not a very good band. Because they bailed on their show. What that a was, hater. That was a catchy song. They had a really good album. They had two songs on that album. What was the other one? I can't remember. One. Hey, play Sex on Fire. And then, no. Then play, uh, <laughs> the, play other the other one. No, there's another one. Rockio. <laughs> The other good Kings of Leon song from that same CD. We'll take your call. There was two really good songs. Were there? But Lake Erie also had the Algal <laughs> Bloom. The Back to Lake Erie. <laughs> so you have Fire on one side, Cleveland side, Toledo side. Years later, you of course had the Algal Bloom infecting the water. Use yeah. somebody. Yeah. Use somebody. Use somebody. That's a really good song. You gotta use somebody. It's pretty good. I guarantee you on the charts it was good. Look up, please. The charts lie, Chuck. Right. The charts lie. No, you... look, up, look up the charts and see where those two songs were, please. This is a good song. Catchy. 
Well, okay, catchy. I didn't. Good. I'm agreeing with you. You're so negative. This God. guy. How is catchy negative? You get. You're so defensive. I say it's good. No, catchy. Okay. I didn't correct you. I said I was basically saying yes. It's, it's catchy. Was I not agreeing with yeah, him? Yeah, catchy. over here blanketing everything. I I chi- I'm chime in guy with you, and then you're mad about it. Let's get back Screw to Frank's you. outfit. No. Is he mad about that? No, he's fine. Frank can be a little sensitive, though, to critique. And I think when Howard Richards got on there and started poking him a little bit, he was worried about it. But I think Howard was actually saying, good for you. It was fantastic. It. I don't know what you guys are saying. No, I liked it. So did I. Take a little, You know what I did on a Monday night game? Rams were in Cleveland, 2003, in case you were wondering. I actually wore kind of a fedora-type hat. <laughs> I don't remember why I got it or where I got it. I could find it. Okay. And it was just something different. It was probably snowing loosely, Cleveland. I was rocking the hat. I just decided to do it. I don't remember if the news director chimed in at all. Probably did. Probably said something sarcastic. The guy at the time would have been doing that. But every once in a while, Chuck, you got to take a chance. Take a risk. Why don't you do it tonight? Wear your your outfit you're wearing right now. Wear that on the air tonight. My grout fit? Yeah. I'm going to look up this. uh... Grout fit's got to be gray, right? Well, I have sweatpants on. orange sweater, though. For the workout. Orange, uh, jacket. I'm going to look up that shot. I want to see Martin with the fedora. I, I could find it because the PR director was Dwayne Lewis, and he also had, like, a black hat. And we took a picture together with our two black hats. Rams won that game. Sounds so like was, a sitcom. Two black Two hats. black hats. That was that Kings of Leon B-side was two black hats. How about this? Use somebody, 2009, nominated for Song of the Year. They won Record of the Year. One for best rock song, one for best rock performance. What's By like, who? Like who's, who's down giving them these awards? This is for you, somebody. Like, Sex on fire. Who's giving them the awards? The Grammys. This is Grammys. Okay. Oh, okay. How about that? Nobody's going to host the Grammys. You see that? No, that's the Oscars. Sorry, Chuck. Welcome aboard. Big show today. Great to be here. We got a double dip tonight. Illinois on our station. They're hosting Michigan. Wow. And the Blues are at home with Montreal. Binner, Binner, Chicken Dinner. Jordan Bennington will, in fact, get the start tonight, as we said they should do. 41st game was on Tuesday. This is a whole new slate, Charles. This is what you do. You go and you tell the boys today, first half, flush it. Take it in the trash, flush it. Brand new season begins tonight. There you go. Didn't Jeff Fisher want to do this once where they were really bad to start and he had what kind of like a party with a bunch of beer and he said, listen, the season starts today. We're not actually two and six. We're O and O. Drink a beer. Let's win some games. I think Drink a beer. They did. No, seriously. I think they were one and four or one and three. He told me about it. We uh, <clears throat> had the guys in the room and we just brought in cases of beer and they did they had like a big party. <laughs> and I said, What what was that for? And he said, we were flushing, and we're just like starting over. I'm like, right, but what were the big coolers? We should start having beer? drinks before shows or <laughs> after shows to flush a bad show out of does our that, system. Does that help? And I think they went 7-9, and nine, to be honest. So I, think, it I, I swear to God, they did. <laughs> look, can you look up the 2013 season? And I think they were 1-3, so they got the gang together, and they just had a big party. And basically said they did start out one and three. Okay, uh, that included losses to the Falcons, the Cowboys, and the 49ers, and then they ended the season seven and nine. There you go. They turned it around. Okay. May I say something? Yes, I love Jeff Fisher. I really Absolutely. do. I know we joke about him, but I truly love him. Did you see this tweet from earlier today? Charlotte Wilder tweeting out about Jeff Fisher, and and the title is. 
Who is Charlotte Wilder? I'm sorry. Let's see here. I think she's a, a media know. type. Okay, she is there was... uh, for Sports Illustrated. Another woman than Senior no. writer. No. She talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> Senior writer at SI Now, host of the Wilder Project on SI oh, TV, yeah. and host of <laughs> most like TV podcasts. Okay, yeah, here's the quote. Hey, SI TV right now is blocked out on my charter, okay? Here's the quote about Jeff Fisher. He says, I think the 7 and 9 thing came from my comments on Hard Knocks when I was, can I say pissed? Sure. Pissed at the team, Fisher Tony says. Tony Romo said it. That's true. I mean, that's fine. I know that 7 and 9 or 8 and 8, that's not good enough. I'm not a social media person, but how many positive comments do you see under anything that happens anymore? But you choose to get into this business. You know what comes along with it. I could read every little thing people write about me online, but I'd rather listen to Don Henley on the radio. That's a great quote, first of all, and I agree with him because people are so negative. Here's the funny part, though. He thinks people call him and joke about the 7 and 9 because of hard knocks. Little things are important. They are. You follow me? I'm not going seven and nine or eight and eight or nine and seven okay or ten and six for that matter stop this team's too talented just stop. i'm not going to settle for that what if okay? it, tur- it turns out doing. turns out he was right the team was pretty talented he was right yeah just bad coach he left sean mcveigh in a good spot he said that but my point is he actually <laughs> thinks that the seven and nine thing is because of hard is knocks. from hard knocks so... and not the fact that if you go back and look a lot of his teams finish seven and nine or eight and eight. Right, I that's think, what's great. Right, I think he's missing that part. Finished seven but I love and him. nine in his second year. You're his first four full seasons as an NFL head coach. He went one and five as an intern in Houston his first year. But they were moving. Ninety five, still in Houston, seven and nine. Ninety six, Houston, eight and eight. Ninety seven, Tennessee, eight and eight. Ninety eight, Tennessee, eight and eight. It started immediately. There is a little bit of a pattern. There. Yes. A little bit of a pattern there. God bless him, though. Love him. Don Henley. Who wouldn't want to walk in on a Tuesday at Rams Park and go, oh, God, we suck again. We're one and three. Coaches got beer everywhere. <laughs> Dude, that's why Jeff Fisher. Jeff Players Fisher. Love him. Look, yeah. he's the equivalent of this show, right? Because. Well, are we a seven and nine no, show? No, listen. Probably. Man, I thought fair. the Lake Erie talk earlier was really good. So that's did I. seven and nine quality. But my point is if we have a bad couple months. You bring some beer into the station, <laughs> and you start over. And guess what? If you're having a, a rough show, you go out in the uh, the practice facility and you practice your fly fishing. I, That's I, what you do. I, I will say, I know there's a lot of jokes about Fisher's record and his his ability to finish 7-9 a lot. He is a coach I think having a beer with would be a lot of fun. 100%. Go to a bar and just drink for a couple hours and just listen to him tell stories about Kevin Demoff and the Rams and how terrible it was. Let me tell you, there were plenty of coaches – at Rams Park, who were just rude to the people that worked there, treated them poorly, and would go out and go four and twelve, or two and fourteen. So bags. Yes. So, <laughs> at least they weren't winning a ton. Still winning more than the other guys, and actually treated everybody well. Were nice to people. I think the real question is: is how many beers before Jeff Fisher goes on a just a tirade about how all the people that Les Snead drafted was actually his. His ideas and how Les Snead still got a job. Even first beer. Like, first beer? Okay. First beer. First beer. And by the way, this lawsuit that the city, county, the whole NFL lawsuit that is still kind of slowly crawling through the system, who do you think the St. Louis lawyers will want to depose or call to the stand? People like Jeff Fisher. What were those first initial meetings with Kroenke like? Did he bring up relocation? And if he would, if he would happen to just, I think he's still loyal to Stan because he got a lot of money out of Stan. I think he... 
I don't know this for a fact. I think he hates Kevin. But I don't know that for a fact. But if he got on the stand and actually said, you know, St. Louis got screwed. And I could tell you when it started. And, like, all of a sudden, your affinity f- for Statue. him. Statue. Yes. Here's change. what happens. Here's what happens. Because Jeff Fisher could order the code red. So what he does is he calls Roger, his buddy. I'm going to talk to Roger. And he goes, Roger, a lot of jobs open. Not getting many interviews. I could do this interview. Talk about the St. Louis relocation. All of a sudden, Fisher's getting interviews. I'm telling you. That's going to happen. We drafted Michael. Remember that? Favorite of the league? I've said that for years. You can disagree with me. Look, the relocation, I totally we all agree know. with you. What? Screw you. No, but listen. You don't relocate from St. Louis to L.A. It doesn't happen in a year. That thought doesn't start. It, it started years ago. I'll and never you know forget. What? I called Stan, and I was staring at land, and I said, we have it. 100%. And that year... When the Rams, that had one of the best defensive lines in all of football, they had, what, three first-round draft picks, and they're the team that drafts Michael Sam, a pass rusher, in the seventh round to save the NFL from not looking really bad. I 100% think that was a favor to the league because the league was moving them. And wasn't it already, was it a, this is the kind of thing Rocky would remember, I would forget, wasn't it already like a compensatory pick or something? They, uh, for some reason, they had an extra pick. They had like that, eight, seven they had, round picks. They had like an extra pick in that round. Not that the NFL would ever have any funny business associated with it, Charles. Look, Just an FYI. The NFL was going to look really, really bad if Michael Sam did not get picked in that draft. So they throw him a bone with a seventh round pick. He had no chance of making the team. Is that that crazy? No, not crazy at all. Uh, best NFL moment over the last couple of days was the Sean Payton. Big baller move. That's a Fisher move. That is kind of... It really is. And and the thing is, we're making fun of it, joking a little bit. Fisher's wheeling fishing rods and (laughs) baiting tackle boxes through the Rams locker room at the end of December. Here you go, boys. (laughs) But the theme is the same. And if you're a high school coach, college coach, you know what it is. To get the player's attention, especially at the NFL level, or to get them to just sort of buy in, that's hard to do. And that's why you do kind of weird things or fun things. Sean Payton rolled in with $225,000 cash and the Super Bowl trophy and basically said, listen, you guys want, you clowns want this? You want this pile of money right here? Want this trophy? Go win three games. That is badass. There's no doubt about it. I love it. What do you do next week, though? If they win, you got to keep it going with something new. I uh, talked to Roger. It's actually 230, and here I've got another (laughs) 5,000 in my hand. We're going to talk with the league. I remember hearing a story once. Um. Might have been the first year the Giants won the Super Bowl under Eli, and Tom Coughlin caught wind that Jerry Jones had hand, had put in each locker two tickets to the NFC Championship game, and he used that kind of his motivation to mm-hmm. use against Dallas in a major upset that win for the Giants that weekend. God, that is a great question. Let's say the Saints take care of the Eagles Sunday on Fox 2. You can see it. Maybe. <clears throat> Go to your friend's house. 340. <laughs> Go to Chuck's house. Chuck, have a party Saturday, Sunday to watch the I'm game. in. Nobody's in. No, he'll have people Saturday. over, just not us. Different oh. group of friends. And then on Monday, <laughs> he'll say, oh, yeah, we had a bunch of people. God, it was packed. Bunch of people over, and Hoff and I will say, oh, well, that, well, a different group. Well, who was there? Frank, it's not our Chris work group. Gardner. You guys are work <laughs> friends, okay? Work friends, not real oh, friends. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but the game on Sunday, 340, Saints-Eagles. Let's say they win that game, and then if I'm a player on the Saints, I'm going to be like, all right, coach. What do we got this week? He's like, what? No, that that message still holds. Yeah, but it's not the same. That's that's a great move. We will talk to uh, Frank Bull about Kansas City weather. 
Hate talking weather, being a sports guy. It's going to be real, apparently. Going to be an issue this weekend. Don't you want to tune in and see Arrowhead just blanketed with snow? I always look whenever during the NFL playoffs, because I'm a romantic for this kind of stupid thing, but whenever there's an outdoor kind of northern city hosting a game, I always just look to see what the weather's going to be. Because I, I want it last week and I didn't get it, but I wanted snow in Chicago. I want snow in Kansas City and Foxborough this weekend. That's what I want. Not cold. I want precipitation. And look, both these teams like to chuck it. Pat Mahomes, Andrew Luck. But if you're a Chiefs fan and you're already worried about all of your first-round exits in years past, Correct. and then if you throw a snowstorm on top of that, knowing how that would affect your unbelievable passing game, you would think the Colts, Marlon Mack has things going on the ground, obviously with Kareem Hunt no longer there. The Chiefs' run game is not as strong as it was earlier in the season. Just another reason to worry. Chiefs kingdom. And, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but let's just say it is a blizzard and Mahomes fumbles a few times. Oh, God. Then in years down the road, the lore will continue. Say, oh, remember the blizzard game? Oh, God. Oh. Miss kicks because Lynn of the Elliott. Oh, yeah. Remember the blizzard game? Oh, absolutely. 50% chance of snow in Kansas City on Saturday. Which goes back to the original question, Charles, before we got kind of lost. And it was Kings of Leon. Favorite it, song? No, it was Favorite Great Lake. No, prior to that. If you Lake guys, Michigan. Go re- ahead. Rewind the tape. It was about the impending storm. And I oh, said, as yeah. somebody who grew up in Toledo, what was considered a legit storm? Because I said to Frank, I think it's got to be a four-inch storm for it to be legit. Anything less than that, to me, doesn't seem like a real big deal. I would think that number is even higher when you grow up in Frog City. That's fair. Frogtown, USA. However, you do get a little bit of lake effect snow off of Lake Erie. So I, I think the fact that your Department of Transportation, they have to deal with it more, so they're more equipped with treating the roads with the trucks and all that, obviously, than St. Louis. But I also, when I was living on Lake Superior in the Upper Peninsula, they got like four or five times as much snow, even as Toledo. It was something like almost an inch of precipitation uh, per per day of the year in wow. terms of snow. It was just something ridiculous. Like the snow that they would get, and they would still just basically plow all day and all night long, and the kids would still go to school. Where here in St. Louis, if you have an inch or two, I feel like all the Zumba classes are canceled. We see that, of course, on the Fox 2 Now ticker. Well, not this weekend. But there were nights where I'd have to leave the, the TV station at 1130 at night, and I'd have to literally have a plow escort. I would have to find a plow and say, hey, can you plow to my apartment so <laughs> hey, I can get home? Hey, here's my address. Take me there. <laughs> hey, Ma, can you plow? It's <laughs> exactly how they sound. Hey, Ma. You know, my mom needed a ride today, and I could not pick her up. Unbelievable. I, no, I was taking one of the kids somewhere else, and she's like, can you? I'm like, we had, it was. Hey, Ma, get your own ride. I did not leave her high and dry, but I thought of you, Sounds idiots. like you did. I thought of you guys when. <sighs> You're the worst. I am the worst. I don't dispute that. I'm okay. not here to argue. All right, that's fair. Hey, Mom, I'm doing Great Lake research before the show. Can't you get your own ride? Uh, text topics at 855-282-8255. Am I the worst? Kings of Leon, yes <laughs> or no? Do you like a big snowstorm? Also, a little public service reminder. So what happens when these storms happen? Restaurants hate it. Like, I guarantee right now, name a restaurant. People are calling in and saying, oh, our Saturday reservation, we better cancel. Try and go tonight. Do a little extra dining out tonight because Saturday this city's going to shut her down. Uh, Charlie will have a big party that we're not invited to. That's no, different. Rock will go, though. But try and get to a restaurant. If you were going to go out A eat, sponsor. If you were going to go out to eat, go to Surf and Sirloin tonight. If you were planning on Saturday, make sure you do it tonight. Is that fair? That is fair. But also, and look, 
I love the meteorologists, and I, I think they're right most of the time. But sometimes, sometimes you try to predict something, yep. and it doesn't exactly happen, so we shall see. What you need to do in the weather world, do what they did at Gangrene, the blog for the Jets. I sent you guys a picture yesterday, and there's a headline. So all they write about is the Jets. It's a fan blog, I guess. I'm not sure who runs it. But it says... Mike McCarthy will be the Jets' next coach unless Adam Gates gets it. <laughs> and I was like, so you really got a big scoop there, don't you? Breaking. So it will either snow a ton this weekend, Charlie, or it won't. There you go. I just feel like we go crazy with this. Correct. And I think we've said this before. But this one does feel a little okay, different because the, Euro, the Euro models, okay. the Euro models have, have said it might be up to a foot. Oh this is God. all a conspiracy, though, for big milk. Big bread and big eggs. Whoa, there's no think, doubt. And I love schnooks. Yeah, big schnooks. You go to big schnooks, and all of a sudden, everything's gone. Getting ready for the snowstorm. This and everybody's actually, making French toast. This is very timely. You should go to schnooks ahead of time. Hundred percent. Because well, you get snowed in, and you turn around like I don't have any vegetables, I don't have any fruits. Think ahead. In addition to that, schnooks presenting a great event. It's the 17th annual St. Louis Food and Wine. It's happening at Union Station. It's happening in a couple of weeks, the 25th, the 26th, the 27th, down at Union Station. Charlie's like, well, dude, what, what's taking place? Hundreds of wines, craft beers, all there to taste, culinary delights around every corner. Don't miss the 17th Annual St. Louis Food and Wine presented by Schnucks, part of the largest international food and wine show in the Midwest. It's now in Union Station Schnucks Certified Specialist of Wine. And remember the Cicerones that we talked about in the past? Oh, yeah. They're going to be there to share their wine and beer knowledge, of course, to share some of that wine and beer. Over 700 different wines from all over the world there to try. Make sure you stop by because you'll have something for everyone. Plus, a portion of the proceeds will benefit the Repertory Theater of St. Louis. We've been there. Remember that? Great spot. Tickets on sale now. STLfoodandwine.com. STLfoodandwine.com. Come discover new flavors with family and friends January 25th, 26th, 27th at Union Station, St. Louis Food and Wine, presented by Schnooks. Quick callback text. Hipster of Tower Grove South saying, Don Henley is good, but I prefer Brian Adams' song, The Summer of 7 and 9. Ooh, that's pretty good. Ooh, that's on. pretty good. That's pretty good. Text of the day. Pretty good. Do we have a prize for good. that? Pretty good. Just congratulations. Uh, Jeff Fisher connected to all things. Greg Williams, his longtime friend, former... Is married to Mike Shannon's daughter. Yes. One of his daughters. Don Henley's daughter is married to Mike Shannon's grandson. Oh, my God. How about that? Wow. How about that? Am I the only one that thought, and look. Did I just blow your mind? You did. I get it that Greg Williams has a pass with the whole Saints deal. I actually thought he should have gotten that job. I agree. I thought Cleveland would give it to him because, it, because it worked. Hey, he won. And the, and the <laughs> give him a one year deal. He'd take it. Well, and the OC, you keep him. Freddie Kitchens working well with Baker Mayfield. You don't disrupt that, but you don't disrupt what was working either. I think it's the whole baggage, and that's a big thing to get past. Guy was in charge of Bounty Gate. That's kind of hard to hard to get past. He coached you for half a season. I understand that, but they were stuck with him then. But also, don't you feel like Baker Mayfield's personality is perfect with Greg Williams? Yes. 100%. All right, we're late for a break, Chuck. We're up Are against we? it. All right. Live to Kansas City when we come back here. It's the coveted hour. That's what Frank calls it. Great show. He wishes he was still here. Yep. The Midday Grind, 5-9 of the fan. Let the nights remain and make the same things that 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.